Hey, do you know we've five ratings on iTunes? No. And Baz didn't rate us. I didn't rate us. Well, I did. I presume my ma did, because she's good with that sort of stuff. Hmm. So that's three people we don't know who rated us. Uh, what did they rate us? Five star. Oh, wow. Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Ex- that's the exact same question I asked. Yeah. Expecting it to be a lot lower. The who are these people things? out there who have a weird Baz swear fetish? So I'm wrong with my swearing? No, I'm I'm saying exactly the opposite. <laughs> they tune in every week to... To hear me curse. I yeah. Pro- I promise this week now I'll try and keep it to a minimum. Really? Yeah. I haven't but you even might cursed be yet. Disappointing all the three Maybe people who I'll, aren't me and my ma I'll, who rated us. I'll, I'll get to the end and then I'll unload with a tirade of swears. <laughs> all the good stuff. Brilliant. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> like at customer ratings as if they bought something. Yes. Buying <laughs> <laughs> into yeah. us. I like that. That's pretty cool. So speaking of buying stuff. Yeah. What did I buy? I did buy something. I bought seven months ago. I pre-ordered a PlayStation VR. And seven months ago, I bought the PlayStation camera and two move controllers and a charging dock. And they've been in their packaging for seven whole months, waiting, waiting patiently until they could join the PSVR. And so that arrived um, a couple of weeks ago, is it? Last week, I think. Last week? Feels like a long time anyway, because I've had a lot of people over, a lot of people playing it, had a good bit of time with it, and yeah, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. Um, I think my expectations kind of took a dip beforehand, because I'd watched Giant Bomb do a live one. Uh, they had a week before it was released, they had uh, they were able to show off like X amount of games, and their, their tracking was awful at the time. Head tracking... And controller tracking was really, really bad. So that kind of oh, wasn't great. But since I've played it, um, I've had no problems, really. The odd time with some games. But I think a lot of people are having some games. Just are probed a little bit differently. But uh, you guys have been playing it. I think I have about seven people over so far to play it. Yeah, what did you guys think? What were, you, what were your... Because like, I've obviously been reading everything about it. I mean, watching as much stuff as I, have, you know, as I could find about it. So I kind of knew what to expect going in. But it still kind of blew my mind. Did it blow your minds? or Yeah, so I'm literally fresh off uh, about a half an hour playing there. Just kind of the intro to a few things, a few demo games and stuff. Uh, I'm sold. Um, I've previously used the... Oculus Dev Kit One mm-hmm. um, for a short time a few years ago with one of, I I can't remember what I think it was that village or something that you just kind of you kind of walk around or whatever oh, yeah. Yeah. and that was at the time impressive this I was I was not expecting much to be honest because <laughs> even though it's not something that I'm actively following it it still bubbles up on Reddit and there was still um, you know you mentioned one or two things about it so. Like, I was expecting to see garish pixels, kind of like looking at an iPhone 3GS again or something like that, you know, with, mm-hmm. or you can, you know, but, um, no, very impressed. Yeah. Um, I mean, picture yeah, quality impressed. isn't, it's not like watching a TV. It's not that sharp or anything, but I think once you're in it and once you're in an environment and you're moving and stuff is going on, you forget about all of that. Yeah. You re- like when you feel you're in an environment, when you feel there's 3D space, and you know how distance kind of away everything is 
you just you kind of get into it after a while. Yeah, but like we were playing the I was playing the the shooting gallery game, mm. whatever whatever that if you want to give the real name of it there so people it's, know what uh, I'm talking it was about. The demo one of the London Heist one on the yeah. demo. So it was just shooting galleries all we had. And you said to give you the controller when I was finished you were going to put on something and there was the desk in front of me in VR and I tried to put the controller down on that desk um, so that that instantly tells me that and, and I, I want to walk everywhere in it which obviously isn't yeah. isn't too good um, but you, but you, you really you, do the, the sense of space is brilliant the only thing that that literally the only complaint that I have for the 10 minutes that I played it is um, some of the text is hard to read yeah. and I keep fogging it up because I tend to go and breathe upwards. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I'm sold. Like, I'm just trying to think, can I do without a garden shed now? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I I think it's super... I, I'm astounded by what Sony has achieved. Because I think, like, Dave, my expectations were were quite low. I thought, like, this is going to be an interesting demo, but haha, Bazit kind of wasted a load of stuff, load of money on V1 hardware that was kind of, could show you, showed you the potential of what VR could be, but wasn't kind of, because there's a bar here, right? And it's the immersion mm-hmm. bar. It's the, can you forget this? And the, like, Dave, I had a, about a half an hour 40 minutes to play around a few games and it definitely cleared that bar for me it i forgot about it it was yeah there are small glitches but there's enough that you you forget and it's an incredible feeling right like it feels like this is one of these big leaps in technology where you could put on a headset move your head around and see stuff like that's incredible yeah yeah, I think it is. So there's, you said there's no walking in it that the vibe has. There's a certain amount of motion in terms of a couple of steps here to there, you know, forwards, backwards, that, that's all, left and that's right. all we have the space for you, anyway. You moved in real, around reality, a lot, like, Dave. Yeah? <laughs> you, you actually moved around quite a bit um, in that little small space you're in, but you ended up moving around. Well, my... there was the, there was kind of a bigger kind of circle on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I kind of stayed within that in, in some of the games. like Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and like, yeah, you kind of end up places. So when Thomas was playing it the last day, he ended up kind of moving over. I had to move on the couch because he was hitting my leg with his hands trying to reach something. Hey, it was Job Simulator. Yeah. It was a serious thing. It is a serious thing. Yeah. Kind of job. Um, <laughs> what it also offers, I guess, the PSVR one is, it's not a huge amount, but there is some kind of um, multiplayer games so it's interesting that the the person with the vr headset sees one thing and then on the tv then you get like a completely different interaction so one of the games we played last night with a few lads at rover was um you're a sheriff the vr guy's the sheriff and they go into saloon and then there's a lineup of a few different people in front of them and then as the people on the couch you have to shout out that the guy they're looking for has an eye patch he has a mustache um he has a certain type of hat and then so it's the, the the sheriff with the VR is blind to who they're looking at and the other people are helping. So there's a few kind of interaction games like that. Um, Sony are kind of good, I guess, at showing off. I suppose every person that puts out a, like a peripheral or a bit of hardware, new hardware, needs to demonstrate it. Um, I guess the, on the Wii, it was that Wii Play game with the, like the boxing and the golf and stuff like that. Nothing kind of really got off there, but it always showed the potential off. So Sony have shown off kind of multiplayer potential with it. 
And yeah, I guess, you know, <clears throat> the killer app isn't there. Um, but the Batman game definitely for me is the best so far that I've played. Um, I've had a good few people put like an hour, two hours into it. It's about a two hour game, one and a half, two hour games, but I've had people just play it for two and a half hours comfortably and not thought about stopping playing it, you know, it's really, really comfortable. They're totally immersed in it and just had a really good time. And then it's over and then it's like, oh, okay, taking off the headset and then kind of passing it around and having to go. So I think, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I suppose there's a few games I kind of want to buy. Res as well. I'd recommend that. Res is a 16-year-old game at this stage. Yeah. I've bought it before a couple of times and I bought it again for the third time. Uh, it just adds, it kind of makes the game what it always should have been, I guess, for the last 16 years. So are you the guy flying in it now? You're the guy yeah, flying. but From first person? Uh, no, he's in front of you, third person. So oh, okay. it's more this time you can, instead of having to move the cursor to select guys, you can select them by looking around uh, and I'm moving my head at the moment. And then what they also did was they made a brand new level, especially for VR. So it's better graphics better visualization it's really really cool and this one's kind of it's less on rails and you're moving around you get to decide where you get to move so i imagine those guys will come back with their a mm. new res game because of vr which is cool but uh yeah there's a cinema mode in it haven't used it uh not good enough really for cinema mode i must show it to you guys as well you can have a small medium all right so the screen that you guys saw was medium and then you can have a large which is kind of like being in the second or first row in the cinema it's too big yeah you know um but so kind of cool might be something you might try out i don't know then with the ps pro ps4 pro coming out next month if the game is gone if, if anything's gonna look better i yeah. think what it will remove is a lot of aliasing so jagged lines and stuff like that and probably have a bit more power to make everything look a bit smoother and yeah, less of a downgrade in graphics compared to what you're playing on your TV without VR. Yeah, I have to say that as essentially the debut consumer VR experience, because it's the first one I can walk into a shop and buy. Yep. Um, unreal. Like yep. I just, uh, version two. Psh, 4K screen, hopefully. Can't, can't even, you know, uh, um, it's not so much of a difference that I'd be like um, eagerly anticipating it. But once it does come out, holy crap, like. You know, this is this is solid enough to make me really excited about what's going to come out in about a year or two or three, you know. Yeah, I think this is good enough for now. Yeah, um, oh, hell yeah. It's 400 quid for the headset. You can get, you need to get a camera with it and yeah, controllers. So, so kind of just describe the setup then for people thinking of getting this. Yeah, so you definitely need a camera with it. So that's a separate cost. I was lucky at the time that I was able to get the two move controllers, a charging station and a camera for 70 quid. But you're probably looking more about 100 quid now. So um, the camera goes on top of your on top TV. Of the TV. You don't need to move controllers, by the way. You can use your regular controller, but it's better with them. Um, so these are two sort of stubby ones that wands, you yeah. hold in, in And they your light hands. up the top for tracking then. So the camera tracks. There's five. Sorry, there's... Five lights in the front of the VR headset, two in the back. So it means if you turn around, it can track you while you're not facing the camera. Um, so the camera does all the tracking and it tracks the wands as well. And the wands have accelerometers, I guess. Problem with them is that if you are blocking them um, or looking away from the camera, they do not track that well. So a lot of times your hands will disappear or the tracking's very, very shaky. But, you know, it's it's very rare that that kind of stuff happens. So a lot of the games will keep stuff in front of you 
uh, where you need to be. Um, set up then, very, very simple. When you open the box and you take everything out, there's a pamphlet in there with big drawings. All the cables are numbered from like one to five or six. And so it's just like, plug this in here, plug this in here. Every step of the way takes about five, ten minutes. You could probably, if you were, you know, setting it up and tearing it down, you could probably do it in two minutes. And that, I think, is the um, one of the really impressive things. We're sitting in your living room now. It's, I guess, you know, there's lots of stuff on the walls and stuff Mm -hmm. and everything. And the fact that the setup is so easy, like physical environment stuff, this stuff is difficult, right? Like the fact that they've made it relatively straightforward and, you know, you've, you've got kind of, we're relatively dark at the moment, but you've got some bright kind of lights around. Like, it's not the easiest of environments, is it? No. So, like, if if I had a mirror now behind me, or if I had furniture that was, like, maybe, like, a glass top table or maybe shiny furniture, I believe the tracking doesn't work so well then. Um, I've had no issues. My apartment's quite dark anyway. But even during the day, I'll have the curtains open a bit of natural light I find works pretty well in here. Um, but I just, yeah, I tried to... Playing in pitch black doesn't work either. That's a thing. Because in, the cameras need some light going into the lenses to be able to okay. see, I think. And having the TV on might affect it as well if you're in a dark room. Because the light's coming from that. So, I was lucky, I guess, in the room I'm in. Not everyone's lucky. Sometimes you're going to have to mess around with your room and move furniture maybe a little bit. Getting the right distance away from the camera as well is important. So I've kind of figured out a part of my room that people can sit at. So, And I have the camera kind of off to the side of my TV. So I have a good setup, but I, I didn't get there straight away. That was a bit of tinkering around now on my part that maybe you didn't see. But uh, it's not the worst, really. You kind of get there eventually. And then once you hit the sweet spot, you kind of, yeah, okay, now I'm set up. Um Cool. I think it's really fun. I'm looking to, I suppose I haven't spent a huge amount of time even in it. Um, yeah, because everybody's been calling around. <laughs> but it's looking kind of for been fun, go. you know, kind of seeing people do it. And I guess from a game developer kind of, you know, I said I have game developer thoughts and stuff like that. What works? What doesn't work? I find the one that always gets me is when you're playing the Batman game. When you get the bat suit initially, there's a bat symbol on the chest and you grab it and you put it on your chest. And everyone has done it. I haven't had to tell anyone. They, everyone grabs it because it's bright blue, but everyone just instinctively puts it on themselves, which I think is quite cool. Because with the, the mask is coming down, yeah, fair enough. You put the mask on, you know, you put your hands in the gloves. But I thought the Batsy one was nice. Um, yeah, a few games have made me sick. A bit ill. Uh, the Drive Club game made me a bit ill. Games where you're moving the environment around you and you're not like in a cockpit. I can show you demos afterwards. There's another game. There's a little robot game in it. It's really fun. But um, initially, I think you need to get your, as they call it, your VR legs. You need to be used to how the camera's moving. So a lot of games will include a comfort mode. So if you're moving a character, you kind of point and aim where you might want to move rather than moving them like you would in a, tradi- a traditional video game. So stuff to get used to, stuff that people will figure out. I think with the PlayStation VR, it's the biggest... Um, push forward i think hopefully in terms of oculus rift and the vive i think the psvr has already outsold them it's already sold fifty thousand in japan 
And I think those other guys are around 100,000 to 150,000 mark. So they haven't said the Europe numbers or the numbers in the States. So 50,000 already. So I imagine it's going to be close to the 200,000 mark. Could be more. Christmas is coming up as well. Doesn't seem to be a huge amount of uh, shortages. Uh, well, it's sold out in Japan, but I think other places you can go into shops and buy them. So uh, just uh, out of curiosity, I priced up, if you don't have any of this stuff, mm-hmm. um, I went on to Argus and priced it up, €844 Euro if you have nothing. Any to, games with that? Um, it's just uh, the, no. So that's a PS4 Slim? PS4 Slim. Headset. Um, the headset. So PS4 Slim's two ninety nine. Headset's three ninety nine. Two move controllers are eighty nine, and the camera's fifty seven. Whoa, that's steep. Mm-hmm. As I said, I got the camera and the two controllers and the charging station for seventy quid. Yeah, but I guess I bought them seven months ago. <laughs> yeah. So they were left over stock. There's new move controllers that came out. The the, the problem was that maybe. We, Controllers weren't holding a charge because they've been out. Those things have been selling for like the last three years. So they've been probably sitting on the shelf somewhere like in GameStop Argus not being sold. Oh, so, so these were actually kind of like... The, these are the original ones. There's nothing different except the new ones probably have newer batteries and a newer box. So these were... That was Sony's response PS3. to the Wii. Yeah. Ah, essentially. Okay. Which is another story because the guys that made the controllers for the Wii have, uh, originally had approached... Sony and Microsoft before Nintendo. Wow. The story for another day, but uh, yeah, this is their yeah, competition to the Wii at the time. Um, so a lot of people, some of their batteries, they might have bought these ones and uh, they can hold half a charge, but mine are fine. So I'm lucky that way. Cool. It's interesting that you mentioned the Wii in the context of some of the the multiplayer stuff that some of the games are trying, because I think... It sounds like Sony have l- learned some lessons here and that uh, you you can look at the Wii now and think, you know, oh, it's a bit of a flash in the pan, a typical Nintendo weird thing. But one of the things it did do is it got sort of people talking about video games. And it sounds like this has the potential to have that same thing of like kind of this is an activity you can do with people a casual gaming activity that is fun i'm reading a lot of stories on the psvr subreddit of people interacting more with their parents and stuff like this so getting their parents into room to try it out because it is immediately something that's pretty awesome video games i guess you know your parents if they're not into them won't play them see them on tv kind of dismiss them but getting your parents into a room, like the job simulator one, where you can pick up and throw around stuff, that's kind of cool. That's immersive. And then I've heard people, yeah, kind of their parents wanting to play it a bit more and them kind of having more time with their parents. It's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, because I, I just think they're like literally the last time I played a video game with my parents, probably also the first was the, <laughs> the Wii. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, great. And I think there'll be great uh, interest in it as well. Like people, people will kind of seek it out to try it out. I think they're doing trials in... GameStop the weekends and stuff they like that. Are. You can come in and try it out for. So actually, um, do you know what I saw in town on Saturday was a giant van outside Penny's. It's a shop in town, Oculus Cinema. So a big van that opened on the side. I didn't go around to it. I should have gone around at the time, but I was uh, I was busy. But Oculus Cinema. So someone has just bought a bunch of Oculus Rifts, bought a van, 
put some <laughs> decal on the side. It's pretty good decal. And then I guess you can just go in and maybe pay like a tenner for 10 minutes, 20 minutes. I don't know what it is. You can Why? play Oculus games. It's probably just a bunch of roller coaster games. Um, like the Oculus games don't even have the controllers yet for your hands. They're coming out soon. But yeah, people are making money out of it. So maybe, you know, I should just be opening my doors and getting people over here tenner for ten minutes, lads. <laughs> Gonna charge us to leave later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um speaking of Nintendo. Yeah. We move on to more video game stuff. Uh while we're at it. So does this count as weird Nintendo? This counts as a better move for Nintendo after the last two machines. I think there's it's gimmick it's less gimmicky. So re- hmm. rewind back yeah so in terms of history and what we saw last week. So the history is that Nintendo's last two consoles have been the Wii U and then previously to that the Wii. And the Wii U is the best one, I think the best selling console ever um in terms of non-handheld. And do we use selling home console? Oh, all of any of them? Yeah, it sold ridiculous amounts. And then do we you sold very little? Probably, I don't know if it sold over 10 million, probably not. Um, so I think one of the problems with that is the Wii U, the name was too similar to the Wii. So, what's the difference? You know, I'm just getting the same machine, or people didn't understand, maybe thought it was an add on to the Wii, and it didn't really help sell sales for that. They had a gimmick of, um, it's kind of similar to what they're doing at the moment, but they had a second screen. No one took really advantage of the second screen. So what it was, was you could have something on your TV and then something on this handheld screen, like a, an iPad. So you could have like maps or something on the bottom screen and then the game up in the top screen. But you know, no one really took advantage of it. It was underpowered. Third-party developers didn't want to develop it because it was so much more underpowered than the rivals PS4 and uh, Xbox. So this week then, Nintendo released a video with their next generation. Yeah. So codename NX. Uh, people waiting for it to come out. Just do them to show something off for a long time. Um do you want do you want to describe it then? What so it is? it's kind of a handheld console in one. It's really cool. There's a dock that you have next to your TV, so it looks like an iPad with two controllers on each side. And you dock if you want to play it at home, you dock you put it in the dock, it pops up in your TV. If you want to take it on the go, you pop it out of the dock, and then it showed people kind of hanging out with their beautiful friends on their beautiful apartment rooftops. Um, <laughs> playing video games or going to the park playing video games or and then what they also had then was the controllers slide off the side of it and you can kind of or two people can take one each so there's more multiplayer gaming in it it uses cartridges it doesn't use cd based media uh, or disc based media which you know is weird for a console now um so yeah it's kind of interesting it's called a switch <laughs> Yeah, new name. So it's, it's it's a different enough name, which is they needed to do. Yeah, it's a real word. <laughs> I just don't. There's, I guess, it's a three minute um, video. So there's questions. You know, there's lots and lots of questions. <laughs> Why was it not thirty seconds, for example? Yes. <laughs> uh, what are the specs? You know, again, is it? It's it's probably going to be underpowered because they're saying that the dock is only for 
putting the video feed up on your TV screen. So it's not like that. When you take it away, you're getting like, you know, uh, an underpowered game. The visuals are kind of put down a bit, you know, because it's a smaller screen. It's a 720p screen, I believe. And then when you put it in the dock, it's kind of like having an external graphics card for your Mac. It's not like that. That's what I kind of was hoping for, that you got a graphics boost then when you docked it. So it looked better on your on your TV. It would have been closer in power to the PS4. Um, so hopefully it's still as powerful, more powerful than the PS4, because people are just not going to make games for it, I don't think, um, unless it is. Yeah, and have they talked, do we know what architecture it is even? Because, like, I mean, this these generations are, they're essentially PCs. Yeah. And that makes it easy for them to write stuff between, that's cross-platform, and still manage to somehow neglect the PC itself. But um, yeah. do we know, is it a, it's NVIDIA, I think, but is it? I think it, it's NVIDIA. Is it a Qualcomm? Is it one? Of, is it Nvidia's um, mobile uh, ARM platform? There were some leaked specs, but I don't have them in front of me. Um, I think it's still unknowns. Anything we that might be out there is not officially from Nintendo. Mm. So it could be from a ter- uh, a third party developer, someone working in a company that's working on it. But uh, yeah, it's hard to know. So I'm looking at a slash gear article, um, because I, I, I had this weird power PC thing going on in my head. So apparently the Wii U was power PC. Yep. Um, which I, I guess is this the last like so a previous incarnation of the place was the PS3 was power PC or some it ran Linux cell <laughs> it had cell processor yeah. And I think that was a power, like the PS4 is x86. Yep. Um, it's just funny because there was this architecture that was so important in terms of Macs. Um, and, you know, kind of could be competitive in some shapes or forms. So now Nintendo have abandoned uh, PowerPC and gone with uh, ARM. Yeah, the 360 was also... PowerPC, the Xbox 360. Wow. GameCube, Wii, and Wii U were 360, and the cell processor for the PlayStation 3 was 360. So it seemed to have quite a run in gaming. It's interesting that the original Xbox was x86, then PowerPC, then back to to x86 for the Xbox 3, which is called the Xbox One. (laughs) Which is interesting just because, like, I guess... They just want people to make it once and have an easy time porting it. Yeah, but on the other side, like, if x86 is everywhere, then that's not, especially given that Intel are slowing up with their, some of their processor lines. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like, competition is good, right? You don't want... It is, but... It just costs too much to make games these days that if you can make it once and then, you know, like, look, if I put this amount of money into it, I can easily get it on another console, get X amount of sales and then get someone in and kind of put it on PC for us with minimum effort. I think it's just people are happier that way. I think everyone's just happier to get on similar architecture at this stage. Yeah, and I don't think it's so much the actual like instruction set or anything. I think it was the weird, yeah, the weird stuff like the cell processor with eight cores, but they you're, only you're, use seven of them because the production, you right. know, like, yeah, and your functions could only be 
uh, certain number of lines long. You can only like have certain amount of uh, operations. So, uh, you know, you're, you're 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 coding like you know it's, it gets really really difficult to code for these things. So at least they're they're they've kind of given up on that this generation and they've just said, Do you know what? Yeah, <laughs> this is grand. So this this Nvidia Tegra kind of system on a chip. So basically, it's a phone. Yeah, it's it's running Skyrim on it. Um, that they showed in the video. Supposedly, Bethesda aren't even acknowledging or saying that it was Skyrim. Right. <laughs> it's very funny. I guess there's weird NDAs or around at the moment, and no one can talk about what they're involved in really too much. But we'll see. I think it kind of looks cool. I've always loved. I've had every single Nintendo handheld. So, I don't know what well, I guess. I, I think we're seeing a bit of a kind of a renaissance for Nintendo at the moment. Like, I mean, yes. okay, now Pokemon Go is gone at this stage, but it was the first essential kind of move towards mobile. We're getting Super Mario Run at some point in the not-too-distant future. Um, they're probably going to open up more of the IP to, to other platforms, or they've just given up on handhelds, handhelds, and are going to start dripping the content to the phones which this looks like it might be. There may not be no more um, 3DS, DS, Game Boy style consoles from Nintendo. And it might just, they might just seed that to mobile. But if people really want it, then you have the Switch. So I think it's kind of a way of saying, yeah, well, look, if you really want it, it's there, but they're not essentially um, going after anything with, with, uh, with mobile anymore. And now you can finally have Pokemon on your TV. Yeah, <laughs> and Monster Hunter. So, is this like play? If Sony are not going to release another handheld, probably not. So, this is the only sort of handheld in time. Yeah, yeah. Apart uh, from phone-based uh, pl- platforms, and apart from the one that they already are haven't announced that they're stopping support for the Nintendo th- the 3DS. 3DS. Yeah, yeah. I think an interesting one, Dave. You said like a bit of a renaissance. Um, if you go online and you look up, there's a um, Digital you know Gaming one on Satoru Iwata, mm-hmm. who was the president of uh, Nintendo. Uh, he passed away this year. So he, there's a kind of great story about how he, you know, worked on in HAL Laboratories, which were um, the guys behind Kirby and stuff yeah. like this. And they were really, really close with Nintendo. They did a lot of first, uh, second party games from Nintendo. And they, he just kind of moved up in the ranks then and Nintendo became the CEO. He, he was way more open to kind of changes within the company and stuff like this. Um, yeah, he kind of just had a bit of, he really kind of changed what the company was about because mm. they're so bad for kind of going with the changes. You see that. With yeah, the very insular, like, yeah. But he was the one that was always behind the consoles don't need to be graphic powerhouses. They mm. need to be about the games and stuff like this. Uh, it kind of worked, I guess, for a while. Yeah, they've all, the graphics have been good enough on all of their consoles. Like, you know, that's the thing. But again, that, that kind of limits, seem to limit third-party support. Yeah, like, I think they have a big problem with third-party. Downgrading your game, you know, is, is the nightmare. Not, not even porting it, then I guess it's the, okay, we've got to reduce polygons here. We've got to reduce these effects here. You're doing a lot. Yeah, you're doing a lot more, yeah. um, a lot more work. So there's there's that aspect to it where they've, you know, they've been kind of i suppose really good first party but not good third party like i i'm this is the i suppose this generation the wii u or whatever Mm -hmm. would be the only time i haven't bought a console just for zelda 
Yes, and the Zelda that is coming out for this one we'll is coming on, on the uh, Switch. Will come on the Switch, yeah. So that's it, essentially. Like, all I'm missing out then is remastered Wind Waker, I think. That's and, it. And that will no doubt be on the Switch. And I played it already once, which is fine. Yeah. <clears> and in your mind. Exactly. Um, yeah, that Dolphin emulator actually has really yeah, good um so making really good progress at playing the, the gamecube games i haven't actually gotten around to trying any of it but i'm just following the updates from a, a technical point of view yeah it's it plays yeah. gamecube perfectly it plays wii perfectly it um updates the graphics on them it also adds vr so oh, nice. you can play metroid prime games in vr now if you have oculus with the dolphin emulator oh wow! and i think it's already starting to play wii u games uh, it's one of those ones. It's the, the dolphin emulation kind of thing. It's 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 interesting to follow because it has seemed to improve every month. Like excellent. And I suppose just while we're listing things Nintendo are doing, uh, the NES Classic is coming out uh, next week. Yes, I think you, that's what it's called. You guys gonna go one? I think I want to be nice for the kitchen. I yeah. have one, and I you have know, one? Well, no, I've ordered one. All right, um, but I know someone that's looking for one. And I was like, look. You can have my one. It's kind of, I bought it because it's like, ah, you know, it's cool. Um, Are so, they rare or something? Are they already selling out? or Sold out completely wow. kind of thing. So I bought mine again, like everything else, I bought it straight away. Never pre-order stuff. Don't ever pre-order stuff. Um, but again, as time went by, I was like, do I really want this? So someone said they wanted it and I was like, actually, do you know what? Take it. It's fine. If I do want one at a later point, yeah, I'll get one. So Dave, what's going to be under the Christmas tree then? Sounds like you've a bit of choice here. Oh yeah. All I need is money. <laughs> Can I practice that heist VR thing again before, <laughs> before I leave? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think um, definitely I'm going to get the base PS4 at some stage anyway. You, you were, um, you, you've been talking about that in previous episodes. Yeah, I was waiting so for the Pro. So um, as, soon, as soon as the PS Pro comes out, um, which is next week or two? November the 11th I think November the 11th yeah so uh, three weeks weeks. Um, so as soon as that comes out and as soon as I have the requisite um, fiscal space (laughs) 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 um, I will uh, I'll I'll get that I think because I still have a lot of um, PlayStation 3 games to catch up from the previous generation that have come out remastered Um, that would be that would be nice and it sounds like based on your half an hour initial experience tonight with the PSVR, you're certainly tempted. Yep. Yep. Again, like if I, if, if I had, um, yeah, if I had the money, I'd like go buy it now. <laughs> cool. It's a lot of video game talk. Well, impressed. Ah, yeah, but sure. This, that's the news. This is, this is, I don't know, life changing, but, <laughs> um, life changing. Yeah. Cause now you can go outside without going outside <laughs> outside simulator um, yeah so um suppose some iphone 7 follow-up yeah yay so dave you have an iphone 7 i have an iphone 7 yeah which suspiciously happens to be almost exactly the same cost as a playstation 4 and a vr headset and <laughs> uh camera and move controllers but yeah oh i know and uh, more than that again but yeah, so I have the, the iPhone 7. Anyway, got it on, on contract. contract yeah. yeah. 24 months? 24 months. Yeah, that's, that's my usual. Um, so something odd that hasn't happened before. I usually get Apple Care and I usually go into CompuB in town and get the Apple Care. And I went in 
to CompuBee and got the Apple Care, got my case, do the usual stuff. Um, and they told me that I couldn't and that I had to ring Apple if I wanted my, my Apple Care. They didn't sell it if the phone was open. So that was never a problem the previous times, but obviously the rules have changed. Or maybe the person behind the counter the previous few times wasn't supposed to give me Apple Care, but didn't didn't seem pushed. So I might just go back in another day and try. <laughs> Did you try calling Apple? Didn't get around to it yet. So what are the rules for? It's like say for a Mac, have you got a month or a year to buy Apple Care? You have sixty days from purchase, okay. as far as I know, for the phone. It's one hundred and forty nine, and it's ninety nine per replacement phone. Right. If you break it or whatever. So, but the, this is the new Apple Care that does cover accidental two incidents of accident yeah. with an excess. Now, my previous one did as well so that's two okay. e- that's there as of two years ago um but even then i did accidentally damage it and i totally forgot i had apple care so now i just have a broken phone that doesn't have apple care anymore <laughs> that was stupid <laughs> oh my god ouch <sighs> yeah uh it's just a little crack anyway but uh yeah ah well so your first few days with the new phone dave uh hell you- on earth yeah you were not happy. I wasn't, no. Um, that wasn't the phone's fault, though. I don't know. It, it's hard to know. Now, so, moved house, obviously. You're sick of hearing about that. And no internet. So, finally, I got hooked up to the internet after, like, five weeks. Um, apparently, everyone's the same. I have another friend who moved house with no phone line. It's the exact same thing. Whatever the networks are, whatever the... It, it's not the person... It's not, like, Sky, for example. It's it's Aircom or whoever who own the networks that are taking the time. So I had no internet, um, and I literally had no internet on the iPhone either. Um, so you were on, it was showing Edge, was it? It was showing Edge, and I could iMessage just about. Um, Thomas, you sent a picture of something. Um, I still don't think it's ever downloaded. <laughs> um, so literally I could iMessage, um, that was it. Like I could, you were literally waiting five minutes for things to load. My email would show up with the, every now and then somehow the the badge would increment. But when I opened it up and went into an email, I I couldn't read the email. Like we're talking about, like, I mean, maybe if I had links on my my terminal, you know, like a a text only (laughs) web browser or something, I might've been able to get out. But no, and considering that the, the average web page now is about the size of Doom um, for the trade six. <laughs> You're not getting anywhere. Like it was so bad. Like I, I just nothing, no internet essentially. Um, but it sounds like it, it wasn't completely off. So that like it sounds even more frustrating because you were tempted to try. Yeah, it's it's very weird. I think so. Apple released an update ten dot zero dot three. I downloaded it, did not install it. And then it disappeared and uh, they, there's no reference to it being pulled online, but now it tells me I'm up to date with 10.0.2. And that was supposed to fix issues of reliability and stuff. So occasionally I'd get a 4G signal and I'd do a speed test. And for like a second, I'd get something and it, it would actually show like, you know, five meg speed and it'd be gone in a second. So it just seemed like it really had trouble locking on to anything with any with any strength like and have you had any issues with um calls a few people in the states seem to be reporting uh 
the dropping of of calls. No, no. To be honest, um, I, I don't really use my phone to make phone calls. Yeah. Also, um, you're probably so grumpy because your lack of internet. You don't really want to be talking to anyone. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Hey, uh, can you look up this website for me? Yeah. Can Can you read out the top ten articles on Reddit, please? <laughs> can you comment for me? Please? Describe <laughs> Describe that cat. Yeah, tell that guy in hacker yeah. knees he's talking. Tell him he's wrong. Yeah. Um. So that's uh. Yeah. So just really no internet. The battery life on the phone was like about two hours. It was like, it was abysmal. And I'm, I think it was, I, I know the phone does a lot of stuff. It was detecting horses and stuff like that when <laughs> I, when I put it on first. I did the encrypted backup, which you recommended, Thomas, which I'd kind of forgotten about because I've, like, I don't think I've hooked up my phone to iTunes since it became possible to not do that yeah it's normally so, not a good experience or experience to be avoided. no so i i'd say it's the 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 four was the last phone that i right. actually synced with itunes um and was was it the battery life that primarily caused you to start being suspicious about this phone yeah and then literally about after a week everything was fine Right. So the battery life is fine now. Like it's, it's really good. Um, cause you were at the stage of like taking this back. I was like, going to take it back. Yeah. You're telling us like, yeah, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I went to bed with it fully charged and obviously then I only had the one port. So I had to use it for my headphones. So I couldn't charge it <laughs> while I was sleeping. Um, and I think I lost 30 or I lost 40% battery overnight. Wow. Um, which, and it happened a few nights and look, something could have hung, something could have been trying to download something in the background and the internet being so bad that it, you know, because I'd, I'd literally like go for a drive in the car, download a podcast when I was, when I was going for petrol or something like, and <laughs> try and, you know, do, do little bits and pieces when I was actually, when I had a signal. Um, but obviously maybe that app was trying to download podcasts all night and yeah, woke oh, up, okay. I woke up and it was nearly in low power mode, like, um, but then, um, it was fine. So now that you have Wi-Fi in your house. And now that I have Wi-Fi, only like 1% overnight. Right. And so... But I don't think it's just the Wi-Fi. It seemed to fix itself around Wednesday, and, and I only got the, the, the Wi-Fi on Friday. So, it's strange. And what are your impressions about the rest of the phone? Eh, it's grand. <laughs> Do you think... You were more excited when you bought your iPhone 6? Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's just like a, a really nice refinement of the 6. Yeah. Um, like the, the haptic thing is cool as long as you don't use it when it's down on a table, which I tend to do a lot of, um, at work. So I end up like jabbing it or pressing it too hard because I don't think the button's pressing. Do you know, the, the, the feedback is weird. It, it felt weird. It felt spongy with the case on. I got the, the, the Apple uh, leather case and it felt weird, but now it, it's totally normal. Like, um, and it's just, it's just faster. Um, yeah. That's, As we've talked before, you probably take more pictures than myself and Baz do because you have a, a cute yeah. little Dave in the house. Uh, any, have you noticed any improvement in camera or not? No, not, not, like not okay. from looking at it on the phone. Not from looking at it on the, the phone. Uh, the the live photos freaked me out <laughs> the first time because like 
I, I took a few photos. I didn't. I, I, it's kind of that thing that when the success was introduced, I kind of went, oh, that's that's neat, whatever. And then I was flicking through my photos, and what it does is, it's it when you take the live photo, it takes like a bit before you press the button and a bit after, so it plays the bit before you took the photo up to the photo. So literally I just swiped and then Jacob just looked up at me and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, okay, okay, that's fine. And then um, I showed it to Denise and she was like, man, that's Harry Potter <laughs> style. Uh, so 20 years ago it would have like, been like something in the Exorcist or Poltergeist, you know, that's it, moving or, or, photo. Yeah. You know, so um, they're, they're all nice. They're all things that were in the 6S. Force Touch is grand. I've downloaded a few games that use it for controls and stuff. Um, Have you found yourself, are you at the stage where you're routinely using it just to operate the phone? No, but I'm still doing it just because it feels nice. I'm just going like, <laughs> click, click. The haptic on it is really nice and everything. But um, The haptic on the volume turn on and off? Nice. Is that it doesn't go anymore. It kind of goes. Oh, do, 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 like a do, 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 yeah, yeah. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. Um, just other than that, the haptic is really nice. Um, force touch is really nice. The live photos are grand. Um, it, yeah, that's what I was kind of saying. It's a lot of the success features that I yeah. wanted. I'm kind of nice. Yeah, evolutionary, not revolutionary, and I'm I'm fine with that. Should have called it the success s. <laughs> Except that <laughs> might <laughs> had slightly dodgy connotation slightly yeah slightly. yeah yeah I, I i i use the force touch constantly now like right. twitter reddit anything like that messages previewing stuff i think it's really good yeah for uh phone calls and texts and stuff it's it's handy enough i think i wish it was a bit more consistent um i think with the force touch one thing that annoyed me is the messages app because it now has force touch, I can't go into a conversation by clicking on the icon anymore, uh, which okay. I used to be able to do before. You just tap the left, but now I actually can't. If I touch the icon, it's like, oh, you want to do something? And that's the funny thing is, that's because you're left handed. It is because I'm left handed. So yeah. it would be nice if you could swap that. If only Steve Jobs icon. is still alive. Yeah. Was he left handed? Yeah, that was, that was his thing. Ah. Well, supposedly. I don't know. Um, now you have nobody in the in, inside advocating for your cause. That's it. I'm, I'm now Googling his Tim Cook left-handed. <laughs> but, uh... Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Is that on his Wikipedia page? Um, yeah, so just back to the back, back to the lack of internet. There's something, um... Are you, do, do you not feel really mindful now? You've had... How many how many weeks did you were you living in the house without internet? Oh, too many. Um, Three, uh, something like that. Pr- pretty much, and and even if when I wasn't there, I was spending the majority of my time there, uh, moving stuff. So like, people basic, pay good money to be places without internet. To yeah, to be honest, their mind it, and, it has it has actually made me realize a few things. Like, and not like I suppose. The, the last time I, I was without internet, like on, on holidays, that was kind of crap because, uh, you know, but you're in a different setting anyway. So the, the, you, you're kind of out of context anyway. Mm. So if you're out, you know, um, but this was, um, enlightening, I suppose, in a way, because it just made me realize how much mindless internet, uh, browsing i do or whatever and even then it's not facebook like i mean i'm i'm doing things under the guise of educating myself but 
I don't really need to be doing it. I don't, it, it's not, it's not giving me the value it, it should be. Um, and I think it's just essentially mindless. I, I like, I, I totally agree, Dave. Like I, I, I feel over the last three months I've become, as you say, it's not Facebook, but actually you can replicate this behavior with anything, with anything. Right. Um, it doesn't even have to be like kind of hacker news or the programming subreddit, even just like Googling for stuff like it just, it becomes, you realize like what a primitive human being you are in some, but like you just need that dopamine. dopamine yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and it is, it, it, it is amazing. And it, it's, it's definitely something now that because I've experienced it in the context of my daily life of, of the difference, like that, it's just something that, you know, I mean, we were talking more, doing, you know, just like normal things normal people do, <laughs> but just, you know, a bit more like it's, it's, you know, it's just, um, just food for thought, really. And something to, something to cut down on. Because you don't like, what, what did I spend X amount of time looking at last night? Um, on something about like operating system development or something like, I'm not going to develop an operating system, <laughs> you know, but you might, I might. Yeah. And then like, uh, I'm going to call it Davix. Oh, I have the name picked out already. Um, <laughs> and just don't register that if it's not taken already. Um, <laughs> I mean, let me get home first. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, there's one thing keeping up with things so that you know, you know, the, the buzzwords are, you know, that, okay, maybe I shouldn't do a project in Angular 1 now, even if, you know, just, just kind of keep it on top of things, but you don't need as much time for that as you want to. And I think it's kind of justifying to yourself that, and then feeling like you don't have time for other stuff when realistically you were just chasing the wrong kind of dopamine. The yes. wrong kind of dopamine. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just to replace that with something meaningful, which is difficult enough in Ireland when it's dark at five o'clock and rainy and wet and stuff. Like, you're not like, let's go to the park. Um, <laughs> you know, um, so for the winter months, it's something that, you know, read a book, something like that. Yeah, I do think the internet has saved us more than other countries. It's other countries, like, it's at least dry. It might be cold or it might be hot. But it's, yeah. you can go out in appropriate clothing and yeah. sort of in some way interact with the outside world. Whereas, I don't know, yeah. this damp adjunct of Western Europe. Do you think it's making us uh, worse drinkers then? Or better drinkers. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> drinkers, anyway. I, I definitely think that, that there's some element of that to it. Like, you know, and I mean, we're even trying to you know, get to the, get to the park with Jacob every time it's, it's dry or whatever. Like, I mean, I, um, walked him up there yesterday for, you know, about half an hour's walk to the park, play around for about the five minutes before he actually got too cold that I had to put him back into the buggy, like, and kind of wrap him up again. Um, and then, you know, that, that kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, yeah, not a place for the outdoors. So we talked about buying stuff a bit i suppose given um a few days after we released this episode apple are gonna announce new macs long overdue. yeah what do we think yeah i'm okay are you excited 
been a long, long time. I'm not getting one, so, right. you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's literally, if I'm not getting it, I don't really care as much. I'm excited, I guess, what will come out, come out but... Uh, and Dave, you're not getting a new Mac either. Like, you're perfectly happy. Perfectly happy. And I mean, like, I think my eyesight's just getting worse so that it looks like it's a retina screen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't see the pixels anymore, but if I don't. If you wait long enough for an update, <laughs> your eyesight will fail enough not to yeah, matter. That's it. If the rumors are true about the 13-inch MacBook rather than the 13-inch Air, so yeah, it's going to be the going to be like the 12-inch MacBook at the moment, just a slightly bigger one. I'd love one of them. Yeah, I do think the dropping MagSafe is a huge it's nuts. mistake. Yeah. They tried it once before, didn't they? Well, especially because they've changed MagSafe. Yeah. Like, it's a bit annoying to have your third charging standard in not that long. Yeah. I'd instantly <laughs> buy one of those third-party adapters. Yeah, oh, definitely plug it in or whatever, because, like, that's that's just brilliant. Even the amount of time you save just being able to not have to think about it, like it's there, it's plugged in, is it not? Whatever. You know, I do if I move the laptop to the side, am I gonna break something off or am <laughs> yeah. I I mean your kid is mobile now as well. He yeah. starts tripping over it. That's it. Dragging yep. your laptop into yeah. the fire. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those things that it was like, this is what owning a Mac was about, right? Like mm-hmm. those little touches of kind yeah. of like There's some care and thought put into them. And and now we're at the stage where they've changed the lightning connector and they've gone all in on it now. There's no there's no going back now that they've removed the headphone um socket, I don't think. There's there's gonna be more docks, more everything's old. So we're not gonna get USB C on the phone, which <sighs> would have reasonably unified like if they just said, Look fine, everything's USB C now, it finally does everything that we want, then you know, um, at least you have dongles, but you can have the same set of dongles. When I was, we're just going to have different dongles. Yeah, I have the again the the little the little adapter is a permanent fixture in my car now for okay for the the music. I had to put it in my spare room to play bass the other day to listen to music. Oh, it's yeah. like okay, I can't hook up my phone to my stereo anymore. Mm. So that's where the dongle is inside in there. But then I'm like, okay, I'm going to probably want it some other point, and then it's going to still be in that room. Yeah, going to be on the road somewhere. It's going to annoy me. So yeah, I I think there's a few interesting things about the rumors about the announcement next week. I think. In recent history with Apple laptops, there's always been a slightly awkward interface between the top level consumer model and the bottom level pro model. So I remember my first Mac was an iBook G4. Back then there was a PowerBook G4, which the sort of same form factor. The PowerBook was aluminium and the iBook was white plastic and um, the PowerBook was a awful lot more expensive um and so yeah these rumors about whatever is going to replace the 13 inch macbook air um we're talking about change the keyboard to the rubbish uh macbook one. Oh, yeah, yeah true bad um unless they can get the haptic oh God. doing something did you- i think like here's the thing like a lot of people are concentrating on the Pro, but the 13-inch Air, that is, it's not only just the Mac for most people, I think it's the Mac for 
almost everybody who isn't loaded. Like, I'm looking at you guys. You both have MacBook, 13-inch MacBook Airs on your lap. Yep. Like, you might want a MacBook Pro, but actually, in terms of bang for buck, you can do almost anything with a 13-inch MacBook Air. It is the laptop for everyone. There is no, you are not really constrained that much. Super light, you can just like throw it around the place as well. So everybody's focusing on these new pros, these new stupid control strip, replacing the F keys, which I think is a stupid idea, by by the way. But I think is what, what, what machine is going to replace the MacBook Air. That's what I'm most interested in, because that is the Mac for the rest of us. If it is the... 13-inch MacBook. Yeah, it's going to be... Because this this one here is brilliant for programming in Xcode. Yeah. You know, it does... Perfect, yeah. Perfect. Maybe, I don't know, I haven't run any of the uh, iPad Pro simulators. I don't think I've run it. Maybe it might, like... The, the the new the new thirteen inch would want to be able to run like those simulators and stuff like that properly. It would would, would want, want to be able to be up to development. I don't think the twelve inch pro, oh, sorry, the twelve inch MacBook at the moment is that capable. So an interesting so way of looking at it is in terms of like the thermal, the, the power, power consumption of the processor class that it uses. So the MacBook. Use uh, like a proper mobile class process down about five watts. It doesn't need a fan. Mm-hmm. The MacBook Air needs a fan. Like yeah. it, it runs, I think, about three times the power consumption. So if they try and move to this lower end processor, it won't be enough. Like it, it will stop being an everyman. Slap two A10s in there. Be class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> So yeah, this control strip, the reason why I think it'd be a stupid idea is I don't want any sort of, like, I don't want any distractions around where I'm yeah, entering true. text. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be a bit gimmicky. It's, but it's, it's Apple, so you know you're not going to be able to customize it. <laughs> you know that That's, you can't you're not going to be able to have your like cpu usage on it or any of the cool stuff like it's just going to be like here's some buttons yeah maybe maybe it's there'll gonna, be context by gestures, app or something like, you know you can have photoshop buttons or something but accidentally launch itunes with one press <laughs> That's it. i can do that now <laughs> why do i need a new control strip press you, play when nothing is open <laughs> Something about your phone. Ah, oh, press five buttons. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep and bouncing photos. on the dock yeah. constantly. <laughs> just so you know, I'm here. Um, I, mean, I guess there are the rumors of the e-ink keys, that, but they're for the 2018 model, I think, here even then. Still a long way off. That stuff might be cool, but... It, it, I think they're concentrating on stuff that doesn't really matter to me. Um, I, I'm really happy for know. people that have been waiting fucking ages to get a new MacBook. So many people are like, should I get a new one? What should I do? Just get rid of those questions for a while, you know? Okay, you've got another two or three years now where you're going to be fine getting a, a, a new MacBook in that time. Um, I feel bad for people like that, really mm. waiting this long. It's kind of annoying them. And do we think that it is it essentially an Intel problem? Where oh the I think it's partly because Kaby Lake, wherever you pronounce it, has been delayed, right? 
But I also think it's 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 Apple not having much interest in Macs anymore or until one day they realize crap, this is how we make our iPhones yeah. out there. <laughs> you know, I mean, there have to be an entire building of people using these things, at least. And they're the people making them and the people, you know, that's that's what gets me. I assume everyone there just has whatever the most expensive one is. And if you're on anything lower than that, then you're just at the mercy of whatever they decide to cut out. So other than that, I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the update cycle probably doesn't need to be you know, it doesn't need to be yearly. Yeah, and I guess... But even like, a, a CPU bump or something, it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be a re-architecting of the entire thing. And maybe that's all we're going to do to the MacBook Air, is a bump. Yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I think that would be surprising, though. Like, to I me, mean, one of the things with the MacBook Air, like, I agree with you guys in terms of Retina isn't so important, but Simulator... Yeah, when you're and you you because you you have to run it at less than fifty percent, so you actually miss miss pixels in the simulator when you're developing iPhone app. You don't see the one pixel uh, separators and stuff. Yeah, that does happen. Table views. Yeah, you always see some of the separators. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, I am hopeful for is the display because i think it's the one thing i would drop a serious amount of money on and if it doesn't show up i'd be (laughs) psvr (laughs) (laughs) like the problem with the display is that currently all macs including my own cannot drive 5k with a single cable so they're either going to bring out a 5k display that can only work with new Macs. Or a built-in GPU. Yeah, so that's the other thing. And that's the rumor that... Whatever it is, like, definitely a 5K 27-inch display. I, I think I that would be something I would be tempted to spend money on. Even if it was 12,000 years or whatever. Just because having this huge color-matched... Yeah, display because you you can go and get a Dell 4K or 5K display, but Apple one of their strengths is color, and if I had this wide gamut and stuff like that would be amazing. Yeah, they look gorgeous. Like I mean, if you've played, I assume it's going to be the same screen as the 5K iMac. Like mm. they're and they're even nice. it's like sitting in front of a window. Like it's <laughs> you know. and actually even now the Thunderbolt display that they just. Uh, with you it's still amazing like it's still sort of like a really good looking Mm. display look of photos and stuff and the colors are all really good like yeah i'm really hoping they they do that my dream is to have a small laptop with a huge display that does the ethernet and the usb3 so essentially would you have the display the display would have all those ports a docking station kind of yeah like the old thunderbolt display that'd be my dream i think That'd be handy, especially the way they're going with, like, yeah, you know, you have one USB port. (laughs) Don't like it? Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. What I want is one big 27-inch dongle. Do we think... Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's quickly changed the subject. Oh, dear. Yeah. That should be be enough anyway, definitely. Um, Yeah, you don't even have to be in the same room. Um, (laughs) 
So, um, yeah, uh, quickly moving on. Do we think we're going to see new iPads? No. Nothing. It's just going to be MacBooks. It's just going to be laptops. Because there's essentially, the, the iPad has pretty much been a yearly update as well, give or take. Like, there's been a few fluctuations with the, the, mystic, the mystical iPad 3 that was only there for a few months, like, and burned your hand. <laughs> and if they don't do it now, then when are they going to do it? Like, yeah, well, they released, the, the, like, the 9-inch iPad Pro was only there since last March, I think. And then the iPad Pro was this upcoming event last year as far as I know. So, you know, unless they just do a spec bump and kind of just be like, yeah, here we yeah. go. The thing is with the iPad as well, it's just because you've so much more thermal room is that they've clearly got a lot of processor expertise to show off. And the iPad is where they can really make it shine. Like the iPad is really where they can make things scream. They've got more mm. battery. They've got more um, capacity for heat dissipation. Like it'd be, it'd be definitely sad. Like the alternative is what that? Like we wait in a full year for another iPad update. Yeah, actually, is the iPad Air two is the current one? Is it? Yeah, that's, that's current, two years. Yeah, that's, that's October twenty fourteen. Yeah. And that's the current base model. Wow. Okay. And then the iPad Mini 3 as well? Mini 4. Mini 4 is out, is it? Um, Which was a bit, I think it was a year later. September 9th, yeah. 2015. Um, Yeah. Essentially, it's identical specs to the... Same price as well, yeah. So guess what? what, If they're on a yearly thing, then they would... um, Remove the iPad Air 2. If it was something like a specs bump, would you care if they didn't say anything at the announcement and just kind of threw it up on the site later on? Or do you want them to kind of go through every single... But the logical logic? thing is that they they relegate the current full full 9.7-inch iPad yeah. Pro yeah. to be the base model. Yeah, they right. bring out a new iPad Mini with the same specs. Right, and then they bring out a new iPad Pro, not the twelve inch, the nine point seven inch that's better. So, do you think that the the Air has been abandoned for the Pro? Is that your your reasoning, or do you think that it's just a TikTok? I think that's the logical step. Like, there's no point bringing in a model between the Air two and the Pro. The logic is to bring a new nine point seven inch model that's way better than the pro the current pro and relegate the current pro to the the baseline model or pens hmm so i don't know can't see them doing it this week though you're right they'll announce the yeah, ear pods i guess this week yeah i think if you take it that the ipad pro is the is the ipad of i don't know of choice or the mm-hmm. the, the superlative ipad like mm. that's that makes sense. And the iPad Air then is just a whatever at this stage, which is a bit sad. But I still want the 9-inch nine, nine Pro. Or the other thing, they could try and fight for price. I mean, the iPad seems to be getting bait by the Chromebook in the educational market. Yeah. And to be fair, the iPad Air 2 like, is still quite fast in, in use. Like, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel slow, so... If they could lob 
another 50 euros off it. Um, which has always been no bad thing. Like, I often think about this, that in some ways, I, I'm still an iPhone 5S. What if I kept that around for a few years, but got a new iPad for my kind of like... Doing stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. My iOS experience. And then the phone just became a sort of gradually a dumb phone as a result. Especially for the iPad mini, I think. Yeah. I think it's weird that they kept around the iPad mini 2. Yes. And the 4. Because the mini 2 is a processor generation. Um, It's the slowest iOS device, I guess, you can buy now. It's the slowest generation device you can buy. And at only three years old, like, it's not, not too bad. A7 and all, which is fairly fairly decent um yeah so i think it's only march um 31st of march uh 2016 when the 9.7 inch pro came out so okay that's not too i suppose if we just take it that that's they're the ipads that's it probably yeah slow down on that because I think if you think about the iPads as well, like if we're the performance that the iPhone is getting in comparison to everything else out there, they're still only catching up with the six. All the other phones are like, so I just can't yeah. imagine where the tablet the tablet market is like. They're probably <laughs> yes. considering that the innovation essentially isn't it's not as um, as rapid. There isn't as many people involved in it that it's it's probably it's probably even more uh, more of a gap there. I, th- I think the Android tablets still went out on software in terms of i guess the multitasking what you can do on it yeah it's a bit more impressive than what we have on airpods as well next week you gonna buy any nope at some point maybe i mean look if it's the same air if it's the same quality as a pair of well earpods earpods yeah airbuds which is a very weird movie um about a (laughs) dog that plays basketball or something um i i think earpods don't fit my right ear they fit my left ear <laughs> so that's from sleeping too many years with one in your right ear probably yeah it's been it's been misshapen like you know i have to i have to wear them in so if, if they're going to be the exact same shape um no and if it's going to be the exact same sound quality no but at the same time i'm not going to buy any beats you know um, hey interesting stat i reckon me and sheila between us have spent the equivalent of like let's say one and a half times what a pair of airpods cost because of the lack of good strain relief yeah on the jack so actually in some ways these feel like they could be a good exist uh, yeah, investment because i'm sick and tired of throwing out airpods yeah i managed to get a good run with the last set um because um, I suppose, again, it was the actual headphone jack that went on them. So by the end, I was like, damn you, Apple, right again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I keep forgetting mine around the place, the, the new ones with the, the lightning, lightning ones. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, I think that, that at, at the moment it's just convenience. Like you're like, you're somewhere and you're like, oh, like I've, I have a pair of headphones that I use to keep at work. Yes. And yes, now they're yeah. totally useless to me. Yeah, yeah. So I have headphones everywhere, but I can't just leave headphones everywhere. I have to bring that one pair with me now. Yeah. 
I still have to get more stocks of headphones. <laughs> so I suppose are we uh, there's, there should be a lot making us happy this week. Here's hoping. So my thing is Narcos, the Netflix series. Just finished it last night. The thing that is not making me happy, by the way, is this Netflix autoplay to the next episode. You can turn it off. Can you use this thing in settings? You don't yeah, on it. the website though. Uh, not on the Apple really TV. Annoys me. Why? A, I want to go for a cigarette. B, I I normally watch with my wife, so actually we want to discuss the episode before a new one starts. And see, like, yeah, I want to binge watch, but, like, I don't want to, like, literally sit there and just watch four episodes and be fed them. So if Netflix could be like, boop, begin discussion, you have five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can make a plug-in. Yeah. Anyway, Narcos really enjoyed it. Um, about the life of Pablo Escobar, a Colombian drug lord, but... uh they weave in lots of historical footage um and it's just it's an incredible story and they tell it really well i also have a recommendation um if you liked narcos there is a mini it was a mini series but they also released a cut as a film but you definitely want the mini series uh called carlos uh about carlos the jackal uh set in the 70s amazing similar to narcos in that it sort of um it's mixed language so there's some english in in it a lot of its subtitles so it feels really real um but yeah so really like narcos and carlos which i thought was a bit of an obscure thing i don't think it got a lot of a uh, publicity definitely recommended as well cool cool um I suppose just to, to tack on to that, since you're talking about Netflix, one of the many things that's making me happy this week is that just shy of one year of being released on the App Store, on the Apple TV 4, Netflix has added categories. <laughs> so now, if you want, if you're, if you want to go and pick out a comedy, for example, you can do that. If you want to pick out a horror movie, you can now do that. If you want to pick out one of Netflix's fabulous Halloween favorites, <laughs> you can now do that. Because otherwise, you were throwing up a bunch of stuff and you just had to watch what Netflix gave you. Or you had to <laughs> go onto your laptop, hit play, pause, go on, and then go continue watching, like which I've done more times than... Wow. Yeah. Or So it, it's been absolutely completely useless. Um, only that, to be honest, literally all I've used it for is binge watching Star Trek all summer. But <laughs> other than that, you know, it's not, um, the actual, the experience of sitting down and using it on the TV has been ridiculous. Uh, it's been awful. Unless you knew there's no discoverability. There was Netflix wants you to watch this. So you, you watch it. Um, and yeah, look, you can search if you really want to, but other than that, get lost pretty much. I think it was, it was very hostile, especially like, considering it was something that was removed from the original Apple TV app that has been there since day one, like, as yeah. well, since at least 2010, you know, uh, second gen. So after five years, they were like, you don't need categories. They must have had stats on the amount of times people pressed that bloody button, like, <laughs> Do you, think was, you know, or maybe that's why they didn't put it in, like. Do you think they you just know? rewrote the app then with the new TV OS stuff? Like they went from the ground up again and said, ah. 
in in for the the Apple TV four. Yeah, four. They did, yeah, because like um, there was a few apps like MLB TV, just the ones that would have been default. I downloaded them again to see what yeah um, what happened, and that was just the exact same as it was on the Apple TV three. Okay, um, with the exact same menu, same UI, nothing fancy. So it looked like the same app could have been run on the Apple TV four without hassle, which would have been a huge improvement um for netflix but yeah so that and then something that isn't on netflix is making me happy is westworld um because coils yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what i said when i saw him so um yeah again we're only three episodes in um at this stage that's all that's out i think and yeah really enjoying it it's kind of an interesting um take on a lot of a lot of things that are I suppose, burgeoning in technology. Um, well, it seemed like they are, but they're probably hundreds of years off. But at the same time, it's just an interesting thought experiment, if nothing else, and it's enjoyable, reasonably enjoyable TV, or very enjoyable TV. Lots of rock music on the player piano. Lots of rock Black music on song. the player piano, which is which is very good. That's the first thing, because it was just kind of like... I was like, that's, what song that's, is that? That's Hingarten, you know? <laughs> um, and Radiohead and... Radiohead, yeah. yeah. Is there- Rolling Stones, I'm not sure. There was, yeah, uh, Painted Black. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, that's a quality show. I have to agree yeah. with you. I'm really enjoying that too. Yeah. It's a perfect HBO show, I think. Yeah, definitely. I like that there's... It, it's unusual to get a TV series that mixes so well the old stuff and the new, like, because you, you can have entire stories that are essentially Western mm-hmm. to some extent. Then you have the people interacting with that and the you know kind of adjusting to the uh, the uncanny valley kind of thing and people kind of finding their way in that world then you have the kind of the overseers or whatever they are the people who run who run it and you know it's all very interesting like because we don't have much of an idea of what the real world is like in this tv series like mm-hmm. um it's very confined to this to this park and you know, there's no, people don't have, so far anyway, lives outside of it. So the whole thing is very self-contained and you don't actually know, like, is it 100 years from now, 200 years, maybe it's actually set in the past. Who knows? You know, it's one of these things that, you know, eventually one of them will escape and it'll be on Mars. Yeah. Um, or, or something, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really nice. Really good. And um, mine's an easy one. Probably too long, but yeah, I guess it's just the PSVR. Um, this week is really making me happy. You know, it just achieved my expectations. I was just really, really happy that I'd bought into it, that it came, you know, um, when it did, and that the game's just been really, really fun. And having people around, I guess, as well, just to kind of have it, you know, good excuse to get people over as well, just to play around for a bit and talk about games. It's always good to talk about games with people. Um, don't do it that often so people's getting people's reactions kind of like you are you know after you're watching an episode on arcos thomas um just talking about the interaction you know how you felt watching them play is kind of cool so i understand like how i play and i'll get most things just from playing just tons of games or watching people play the games beforehand i'll pick up bits and pieces but yeah watching people go in blind into stuff is kind of cool so hopefully now it just you know, it's something that enough games keep coming out for. There's more and more stuff that uh, I'll end up playing or using it for. Um, only time will tell. So it's a good start so far. Excellent. 
And also we've got Ool next week. Yeah. So that's cool. That'll be interesting. Yeah. 